Busey Wealth Management, we're proud to partner with individuals, families, and foundations, ensuring possibilities become achievements. From preserving and enhancing your assets to securing your legacy for future generations, we're focused on your success. Busey Bank, building business, growing wealth. Since 1868, member FDIC. Good morning. It is Monday, February 6th. It is seven minutes after nine, and you're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So I'd like to start off the show with a question today. Are we under a balloon watch or a balloon warning? I want to act appropriately. (laughs) So U.S. fighter jets shot down the suspected Chinese spy balloon. It drifted across the U.S. for several days. They shot it down on Saturday, right off the coast of South Carolina, shortly after 2.30. A senior defense official said it was an F-22 that was dispatched out of Langley Air Force Base to take down the balloon with a single air-to-air missile. All right, so we're going to get into all the balloon stuff. But before we do, let's play a little bit of audio of Biden. So Biden allowed this balloon to go across the entire country. So it it did everything. Like if you're China, unless you thought, hey, maybe it'll just actually make its way back to China. The balloon was allowed to do everything you would conceivably think the balloon was meant to do, which was spy on the entire United States of America, including going over our military bases, nuclear facilities, whatever. The balloon went wherever China wanted the balloon to go. And so then Biden strolls out after allowing the balloon to do what China wanted it to do and brags about shooting the balloon down. On Wednesday, when I was briefed on the balloon, I ordered the Pentagon to shoot it down on Wednesday as soon as possible. They decided without doing damage to anyone on, on the ground. They decided that the best time to do that was when it got over water outside within our within 12 mile limit. They successfully took it down. So he's hanging his hat on, and the Biden administration is hanging their hat on, well, we had to make sure this was over water mm-hmm. because, well, we didn't want anyone to get injured. Casey, you're telling me they knew the path of the balloon, right? You're telling me that when they would it like in Montana, mm-hmm. where there are thousands upon thousands of miles where there is not a person to be seen, they couldn't have said if they really wanted to take the thing down, hey, it's going to be over this part of the desert at this time. We'll tell the st- I'm sure the governor of Montana, the you know state you know state police in Montana, let's block off all potential you know, roadways or whatever for an X amount of window just to be overly cautious and we will shoot the thing down. You're telling me that that was, that that, that is, the Biden administration is claiming that couldn't have been done? Well, and what about any of the fields, just the farmland <laughs> across the country as well, well? Exactly. So there, okay, so now the new report that is that has come out is apparently this thing was known about by people in the Biden administration for days Mm -hmm. before they alerted Biden about it. Okay, so people knew about it. Allegedly. Allegedly, days before they told Biden. Biden said he authorized to bring it down on Wednesday, but then it didn't get taken down until Saturday. Yes. Do we have the timeline correct? I think you've pretty much got it right. Makes me feel so much better knowing we have someone reasonable and competent and so fit making decisions well so that's the bigger question here right is who is running this country who's 
actually running the country. And don't think for a second that China is not testing Joe Biden and this government to see what they can get away with for two reasons. One, even if Biden were an above board human being, like even if he were like, you know, his reputation or his actions were beyond reproach, he's weak, right? He's a feeble ass old man who on his only major foreign policy decision totally embarrassed this country on the withdrawal from Afghanistan and got a bunch of our people killed. It was a colossal disaster. He's brutally weak. Then you factor in the real possibility that Biden, because of his business dealings facilitated by his son, Hunter Biden, Mm -hmm. is highly compromised. Don't think for a second China isn't seeing, and I don't mean it in the sense of Chi called up and goes, hey, Biden, we're... uh, we're going to fly this balloon in your course because of A, B, and C going to let us fly this balloon. No, I'm saying they're seeing because Biden knows what he is and the people around Biden know what he is and they know what this administration is and they're seeing what they can get away with. And they got away with the entire country, Casey. Okay, so they came out and they said that it was just a civilian device used for scientific research. It blew off course by unexpected winds. <laughs> they said that on Friday when we all knew about it at that point. Right. So CNN um, had a, and we're going to play the audio with it, um, but they had video that goes along with this. Mm-hmm. And then so this audio kind of goes together there because they're talking about the video that appears to confirm that not only was there indeed a spy component to this balloon, but the video shows clearly that it survived Mm -hmm. that missile shot. Mm -hmm. And that means that the Biden administration should be able to retrieve the thing and it will give them an opportunity to show how transparent they are. And I have a sneaking suspicion this story is just mostly going to go away. Take a listen. I just want to go back to this video we just got into CNN in the last several minutes just to highlight uh, really the clearest image yet that we have uh, where you can see the, the balloon is popped essentially it's it's destroyed and then just below it or you can clearly see what appears to be that surveillance equipment dropping very quickly into the atlantic ocean Warren, i suppose that gives the military the pentagon some hope that what they are hoping to retrieve out of the atlantic is salvageable and, and may offer some clues as to what the chinese were up to Absolutely. That video is pretty incredible, and it, it seems to make clear, it's, it's not that close, but it's good enough quality that it seems to make clear that the missile hit the balloon itself as opposed to the payload below it. That's where the interesting part is, the surveillance equipment, the technology. That's what the U.S. wants to get its hands on. And this video seeming to, to, to show that that payload, as it fell, was at least mostly intact. Okay, so the military apparently gave options to Biden on Wednesday. NASA was brought in. And now Chuck Schumer even said they're going to collect the equipment and analyze the technology. So let's just let it keep floating. Wait till it's over the ocean. Shoot it down. And then we can collect the data. So we want to know what they know. So speaking of CNN, Mayor Pete mm. was on CNN and he basically got asked uh, how much the Chinese actually stole from us. And well, he gave the very reassuring uh, response, Casey, that's uh, that's outside of his lane. 
the military gauged the different risks and the different uh, benefits of, of different approaches, made the decisions that they did, brought this thing down without incident. Right, but the presumption has got to be that the Chinese were able to gather intelligence uh, hovering over the United States for day after day, especially over some of these sensitive sites. I'm sure there's a similar presumption about what spy satellites do. Uh, that is well outside of my lane. I'm just glad that nobody was hurt as this thing came down. He was a he was a member of the U.S. military, mm-hmm. so like asking him a military-based question would totally not be outside of his lane. He's also a high-ranking cabinet official, and you would think now it is the Biden administration. So, and we're dealing with people who couldn't run uh, a lemonade stand if their life depended on it, much less an entire country. So maybe they didn't. But you would think all the cabinet people would be informed, especially the transportation secretary, mm-hmm. pretty important, especially what's going on in the country and has been for the past two years. Hey, here's what's going on. Here's what we did. Here's why we did it. Here's blah, 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 blah. And apparently, I, it's, it's that's not a, in his lane. It's not in his lane. It's He's very reassuring. full of it. You know why? The FAA closed airspace over North and South Carolina Saturday afternoon, Bingo. disrupting American travel. So he knew about it. Uh, the one thing that we can say is that the Chinese spy balloon has a better on-time rate than Southwest Airlines. It is 15 minutes after 9. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. It's after nine. It is Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Trending this morning, an earthquake in Turkey and Syria. At least 1,600 people have died in the 7.8 earthquake this morning. Also trending, the Grammys. Last night they were held. Specifically trending, the devilish performance by Sam Smith and Kim Petras with their song Unholy. Who, who is still watching the Grammys? Did you watch? I, you you know, like music. Well, I you had, like this crap. I had it on in the background, but I really wasn't paying attention. I, I was doing a lot of other stuff. I perked up when Willie Nelson won, and that was about it. But I know a lot of people were- Won? Like, He's 107. <laughs> what did he win? Uh, country Congrats, s- you're still alive award? No, I think he won country song of the year. <laughs> yeah. Um, but- uh, wait, 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 wait. Okay, time out, time out. He won what? It was Country Song of the Year. Casey, he was just nominated for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. (laughs) Uh, My point from last week, proven. Thank Mm -hmm. you. Hi, good night, everybody. It's pretty cool that a guy that was born in the early 30s uh, won a Grammy. No, that's pathetic. That shows how pathetic music actually is now, that a guy that's 183 years old, Mm -hmm. who was just apparently rock and roll enough that he was nominated for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, wins, what was it, Country... Song of the year. Uh, I re- again, <laughs> modern music is complete crap. These people are total weirdos. I cannot imagine why you would, of your own free will, sit there and watch this thing. A lot of people are paying a lot of attention to this satanic, demonic performance that was done by Sam Smith because right afterwards, you know, they had people dressed up as the devil and blood red background and they were in cages. And right after the performance, a billboard flashed on the screen for the sponsor Uh of that segment of the show. Yeah. And it was Pfizer. Oh, seems about right. Yeah. Also trending, Carmel, again, Money Geek has ranked cities that are the safest in the entire country, and according to the study, Carmel Carmel ranked fourth in the entire country. Well, congratulations to Carmel. You know why Carmel is probably so safe? Because they build really nice things. They build things that people of a certain level of 
affluence or community pride would want to be in, engaged in. And I'm not talking about the ridiculous things like the palladium or the taxpayer-funded reflective pool or whatever. I'm talking about just like decent things that people in a community would want to have and would want to take pride in. Unlike where I live, like Brownsburg, where there's a warehouse in every single corner. <laughs> 22 minutes after nine, it's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC and Friday. Just as we got off the air, the press release came out, and in it, it said that U.S. Rep. Victoria Sparts not going to run for the open Senate seat. Also, she's going to leave office completely in 24. Yeah, so a lot of people thought this might happen. I had heard this from multiple people over the past week or so. And look, she was, and we talked about this last week, when she was on with Tony Katz, she was behaving like a complete lunatic. And yes, that's coming from me, a complete lunatic over this Ilhan Omar mm-hmm. and Rashida Tlaib and, uh, or I mean, uh, uh, Adam Schiff and Eric Swalwell getting booted off these committees. Mm-hmm. And like, I was listening to this going, lady, why aren't you this passionate about me being able to afford food? Like, like uh, Ilhan Omar? Is, is where you're going to go on and rant and rave and shout and yell. Like, it's hard to get gas in the car. It's hard to put food on the table. And nothing from you on that, but you're going to go on Tony Katz and scream like a, like a total maniac over Ilhan Omar. And then when you couple that with the bizarro, I'm voting present uh, because I don't have the courage to tell Kevin McCarthy where to stick it. Uh, because I may run for U.S. Senate, and then I say I want everybody to go behind closed doors and take all the transparency away on how we pick. It was just, she, I think she she is a person. If you understand and this, you know, obviously the stuff about her, what she's like to work for, et cetera. She likes to be the boss. She likes to have people kowtow to whatever she says on bended knee, yes ma'am, no ma'am, and that ain't how it works in Congress because you're one of 435, nobody cares you're there, nobody cares how much noise you actually make, shut up and sit down, and she didn't want to do that anymore. Okay, so a lot of people thought that she was going to run for what will be Mike Braun's open Senate seat, and then she went on, like you mentioned, Tony Katz's show, and it did not play well. Do you think that that had anything to do with her announcement on Friday? No, I think she's just a person who needs to be in charge and needs to tell people what to do and needs people to kiss her ring finger and go, why, yes, ma'am, right this way. And the reality is that doesn't happen in Congress, right? This is why the Kevin McCarthy thing was so important, because you know who decides what happens in Congress? Leadership. It's why the Mitch McConnell thing is so important. Same thing. There's a handful of people who decide the direction, the agenda of, in this case, you know, the party, or in this case, the House of Representatives, if you're in the actual um, majority. Here's the other thing that happened to her, is Mitch Daniels, this is going to sound bad, but he really screwed her big time. And I don't mean I mean that in the political sense, because he took up so much oxygen for about two weeks there after Jim Banks declared mm-hmm. that she was kind of frozen in the sense of she couldn't move until <clears throat> he moved, because obviously if he got in, then, OK, between Banks and. Uh, Mitch Daniels, there's like zero room for anyone. So she was totally frozen. Banks keeps gobbling up all these endorsements. By the way, the new Jim Banks endorsement, he's super proud that Greg Greg Pence. Pence. So here is my question to Jim Banks, because he won't answer the Kevin McCarthy question that we keep Mm -hmm. asking him. Maybe he'll answer this one. Did Greg Pence say anything about the Keel Brothers Oil Company in his endorsement? 
If not, Jim, why did you not ask him about the Kill Brothers Oil Company? And did Greg say anything, or did Jim ask Greg Pence anything about the gajillion dollars of taxpayer money that had to be used to clean up his big giant mess at the Kill Brothers Oil Company and the uh, huge amount of money that Greg and the Kill Brothers Oil Company left that local bank holding the paper on? Did any of that come up? Or did you just want the name Pence, Jim? Which one was it? I I, I don't see anything about that. Oh, nothing about Kill Brothers Oil Company, huh? He did say Jim Bakes is a fellow veteran and champion in the House for our shared conservative values. Oh, that that means uh, forcing the taxpayers to pay huge amounts of money to clean up your mess because you ran a super failed business or leaving the local bank holding the millions of dollars in paper because you ran a super failed business. And (laughs) instead of doing the right thing and figuring out ways to pay for the things that you did. You just take a giant dump on everybody and walk away. I mean, that is kind of the Pence way, right? Just take a giant dump on everybody and then just go, somebody better clean that mess up. It's the perfect endorsement for Jim Banks. The perfect endorsement. And then go on national TV and say, no, it wasn't me. So Victoria Spark <laughs> said, I won, a lot of, uh, I won a lot of tough battles for the people and I'll work hard to win a few more in the next two years. But she said being a working mom is tough and I need to spend more time with my two high school girls back home. So I won't run for any office in 24. Well, there you go. It is 28 after 9. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. I like <laughs> thematic today, Kevin. I like it. It is Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC at 934. So President Biden was criticized on Friday when he claimed that he inherited high inflation when he entered office. So last year. Wait, what? Yeah. Biden claimed that he inherited high inflation. Wasn't inflation at like 1.4%? It was at 1.4%, Rob. Very good. At the all-time high, it, it, it climbed up to 9.1% uh-huh. when it was at that 40-year high over the summer. So the Consumer Price Index says that when he took office in January of 21, inflation was at 1.4%. The most recent reading, which happened this past December, was at 65 So... It's gone all the way up to 9.1, down a little to 6.5, but both well over the 1.4 when he took office. All right, let's play a little bit of Biden lying out his ass, and then we'll talk about it. <laughs> you take any blame for inflation, Mr. President? Take any blame for inflation? No. Why not? Because it was already there when I got here, man. Remember what the economy was like when I got here? Man. Jobs were hemorrhaging. Inflation was rising. We weren't manufacturing a damn thing here. We were in real economic difficulty. That's why I don't. Mr. President. Now, now, Casey, I don't know if you know, but in any sort of sanctioned debate, when you end your point with man, (laughs) you get 23 bonus points. Does that mean you're really serious, man? Man. Man. Hey, man. (laughs) Uh, Okay, so let's talk about this. Well, number one, obviously, he's a pathological liar. And you don't know at this point whether he is pathologically lying or he genuinely is so brain shot that he doesn't even know what he's talking about anymore. The other part of this is he'll get away with it other than places like this Mm -hmm. because the media won't 
hold him accountable. I mean, it's that is just a bla- it is a blatant lie. Inflation was at one point four percent when Biden took office. It, it had skyrocketed, as you said, to over nine mm-hmm. and whatever it is, it's six something mm-hmm. now. It's not. It's not. It's not even close. Yeah. No, he says he bears no responsibility. Despite signing off on massive spending in 21 and 22. So like you mentioned, he's either lying or just really dumb about the cause of inflation. Now, the the thing thing with the jobs is important, too, though, because Mm -hmm. they keep trying to take credit for society simply being opened up again. Biden has not done anything to create jobs. First of all, the government, other than government jobs, doesn't do anything to create jobs and even those jobs. That's us because that's our money. The government doesn't do anything to create jobs. But this is even more ridiculous than that statement normally is because the only reason all the jobs are being created, for the most part, is they were jobs that were previously removed from the workforce Mm -hmm. because you, the federal government, bribed people like Eric Holcomb to shut their states down. That's not creating a job. Well, and are people going back to work because they have to or getting a second job because they have to to pay for inflation? Here's a number that is startling. The average American household has lost the equivalent of $7,400 since Biden took office. Say that again. The average American household has lost the equivalent of $7,400 since Biden took office. Wow, that's even worse than the state of Indiana taking $1,500 of our money we don't need and only giving us 200 back. That's even worse than that. Mm, yeah, a lot worse. Now, here is the one thing, and Biden is not mentally capable of putting all this together, so I'm, I'm saying this not in any way to defend him or say maybe he was talking about, but here's the reality. The reality is the inflation was not is not just Biden's fault, right? Like inflation is not just one single act or instance. And the reality is, as it relates to directly to COVID spending, now uh, to use the words of James Comer, the oversight chair, that there was waste, fraud, and abuse and mm-hmm. handing money to criminals. And I mean, those are his words, you know, not, to, not, not, not mine. The Republicans printed $5 trillion in 2020. It's a collective burn, right? I mean, the final uh, stimulus, whatever you want to call it, in 2021 was the tipping point, but it all adds up together. So the Republicans are totally not blameless. Biden's a moron and is a, is a pathological liar, but the Republicans don't get to shed all blame in this either because the reality is they printed just as much money, if not more money, than the Democrats did. Everyone not named Thomas Massey is and Rand Paul are to blame in this. <laughs> According to a Fox News poll, 80% of Americans say the economy is in fair or poor condition. 80%. But I tell you what, he's going to come out, he's going to give that State of the Union address, and he's going to say how great it is and how strong we are and everything's wonderful. He is going to gaslight his way through the State of the Union address, and uh, that's going to be part of his talking point, his his great accomplishments on the economy. So Here, just get ready he, for it. Here's what's going to be very interesting, Casey. The next... So today is what, February the 6th, right? Okay. Mm -hmm. The next two months is going to be very interesting in this country because as of about mid-April, he's going to have to make it public whether he's going or not for another run because obviously if he's not going, there's a whole bunch of people who would want to go and they want to know and they need to know whatever. 
And so if he's going to do it, he's going to do it and announce it. And and, and any politician would do this uh, as a sitting president by mid-April. And so the next two months, if indeed there's going to be a coordinated effort to remove him, mm-hmm. and by remove him, I don't think he's going to step down from the office, but I think not run again, you're going to have to see it play out in the next two months. And we keep saying, boy, wait for that to happen. And it never seems to happen. Mm. It's Ken Ellie Casey on 93 WIBC. And can we talk about Marjorie Taylor Greene? Do we have to? She's facing some backlash. Did she admit about her and Kevin McCarthy? Is that what the story we're going to do here? Did she finally what? admit? What? <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> well, we all saw the way she was like looking at Kevin McCarthy during mm. the whole, uh, you know, Votorama when when Marjorie Taylor Greene and Jim Banks, you know, voted 15 yeah. times for oh, Kevin I, McCarthy. I know exactly what you're talking well, about. Well, I just wondered if maybe she finally had made some big announcement. I mean, oh. because the only person I've ever seen look at a man that way is the way you look at me every day when you come in the studio. <laughs> no, those aren't googly eyes, Rob. No, she was complaining that her elected position salary is too low. Low, <laughs> low, low, low. Wait, low. wait, she's saying she's not getting paid enough? Yeah. Uh, according to public records, she makes $174,000 annually. <laughs> so, th- so think about this case. So that's on top of the benefits. It's before the benefits, right? Mm-hmm. So y- you get you know, all the sweetheart things that, you know, if you're in there for a certain time, you know, pension, whatever. I mean, the benefits, the health insurance, all those sort of things. So, so 174000 is your base salary. Now, think about this, Casey. And and you well, let's let's I'm going to do a little question and answer here with me. And maybe you'll be able to rectify if I have any misconceptions. OK, no one held a gun to her head and forced her to run for Congress. Right. Correct. And she, as far as I know, is a person of sound mind, so she can <laughs> read, correct? Mm-hmm. Now, her taste I'm in, assuming. Obviously, based on her attraction to Kevin McCarthy, her taste in men is terrible. But <laughs> in terms of, her, she she is of sound, they, a doctor would declare her of, of sound mind. She's n- not uh, needing, a, you know, a power of attorney or anything like that. So, uh, she can read. She, no one held a gun to her head and forced her to run for Congress. So, when you put those two things together, mm-hmm. you would know the salary when you're coming in and what's associated with that, mm-hmm. right? I mean, am I am I making a big jump here? Am I being a, a radical right-wing lunatic here saying that if you if no one forced you to do something and you made the decision of sound mind, then you, you should know what it pays when you do it. I think the phrase you're looking for, Rob, is suck it up. Yes, right. Well, this is the thing, right? And and we see this all the time where these people, and I'm talking about people in elected office, now not every single one, but the overwhelming majority of these people, and I'm talking from the tippy top, the U.S. Congress, all the way down to those scumbags in Brownsburg. Look at what they did. What was their thing? We must give ourselves $5,000 raises. For what? Well, we need better people to run. Wait, you're indicting your own job performance to saying we, we must get better people to run. By right. the way, we've got to bribe them by a 40% pay raise. Oh, and by the way, Casey, the filing deadline in Indiana is closed. Mm-hmm. And of the three races in my little town, yeah. only one is contested. Oh. So that worked out splendidly. But right. you know who's going to get $20,000 extra? Two of those three people who voted for the right. raises. But the point on all this, what I'm saying, Casey, is these people, these elected people are such elitist entitled, spoiled brats that instead of saying this is an honor to serve, look, wherever you serve, again, whether it's the tippy top of the U.S. Congress or a town council or a school board or whatever, 
simply serving, simply being elected to lead wherever you are is an honor of such immense proportion, but it's always about the money, right? It's always like, oh, poor me. Uh-huh, $174,000. So she was talking about this on a podcast, and what she said is incredible. Becoming a member of Congress has made my life miserable. I made a lot more money before I got here. I've lost money since I've gotten here. <laughs> Then she went on to say the nature of this job, it keeps members of Congress and senators in Washington so much time, too much time, that we don't get to go home and spend more time with our families right. and our friends. It's just so demanding. So here, this is the, and this is, okay, I'm glad you read the quote because we talk about this all the time on this show. And in the inception of the country, public service was viewed as an obligation but it was viewed, as I just described it, as an honor for the people who were elected to do it. So what happened was people went kicking and screaming to Washington or you know, later than their state capitals or whatever it was. They did the job to their absolute best of their ability for a very short period of time. Mm-hmm. And then they went back to doing the thing that they did before. The problem is so many of these people have so little applicable skill set that they can't do anything else, certainly that would pay them the amount of money or have the power or prestige, which let's face it, a lot of these people really, really, really enjoy the power they have over over others. And so instead of doing the thing, which was the inception, which is, hey, Marjorie Taylor Greene, you're on whatever term this is, two, three, four, whatever, maybe start thinking about winding it down here Mm -hmm. because you've done your service Mm -hmm. and go back to doing the thing. Well, no, she don't want to do that because she wants the power and she wants to oogle Kevin McCarthy. And (laughs) I mean, they never they never consider just giving up, like, just give it up. Then if you were making so much more money and that's what's most important to you, give it up and go home. Just quit then. Uh, She pretty previously owned a CrossFit gym in Georgia before she was elected. In Which good on her. That's probably much so more. So she could go back to something. It's probably much more enjoyable than being in Congress. But you said you wanted to be in Congress. Mm-hmm. No one made you do it. It's miserable. No kidding. Public service should be miserable <laughs> if you're doing it right because you should always be fighting for other people. She said it turned into practically a year-round job. <laughs> what? Uh, yeah. Just... 9.46. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. It's 9.51. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Why are you not playing Up, Up, and Away in My Beautiful Balloon? Oh, there's a good one. Why didn't you mention that earlier? Because I think this is stupid, so I'm not participating in it. But now I'm participating in it because Lenny Kravitz (laughs) is dumb. (laughs) That's a good one for the uh, balloon and flying high in the sky theme. No one asked me to help either. Hey, by the way, (laughs) over the weekend, I uh, cultivated the Spotify playlist, the Kendall and Casey playlist. I didn't know we had. So I got an email, Mm -hmm. repeated email. 
themselves. <laughs> I and I was like, what, what is, what's what, going on? What are, that, what are, that what's was, happening That was here? me. That was me. So what does I, that even mean? You're, you're cultivating well, a playlist. We've she been curated, asked, it. curated it. Yeah. We've been asked many times if we could put a playlist together of all the different music that Kevin plays throughout the show, oh. because you'd be surprised at how much music is required to host a talk show. Yeah. No kidding. So we've got that list. And today when we get off the air, I will uh, tweet it out. So if you've been curious about the music that we play on the show, you'll be able to see all of the oh. artists and songs. Oh, great. Uh, okay? Casey Daniels, 317. 317. Yeah. Hey, speaking of the weekend, did you end up going to the monster truck rally at Lucas Oil Stadium? Okay, so let me tell you about the weekend. Weekend recap. So Friday, I uh, used the gift card that you gave me for oh, yeah. Christmas and got some unlimited soup, salad, and breadsticks from Olive Garden, now, which were, was wonderful. Were they not stingy? No, they remember, weren't stingy. We, we had reported some stinginess yeah. the last time we went. No, my girl was on it. Oh, that's great. She just kept bringing stuff, and I left very full, so thank you for that. Yeah. Saturday, I took a trip over to Bridgeton to see Indiana's most famous covered bridge. Did you get on your bike? No, it's too cold for that. I'm what, a wimp. What is bike riding weather? Like, is there etiquette on that? It's kind of like whatever the uh, air temperature is, you need to subtract 10 degrees pretty uh-huh. much. But I mean, be... is there like a number where the bikers would universally say that is too cold to do that? Mm, I like at least 50. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, but then on Sunday, took a trip to Menards. Oh, how exciting. And it, you, if you know anything about going to the home repair Mm-hmm. You don't just make one trip. Yeah. You make two. So if you're going to go to Menards once, plan on going twice because you forgot something you didn't measure correctly. So I had to go back. Now, is this like a thing? Like, this will shock you, Casey. I I don't go to the home improvement store. You know why Mm -hmm. I don't go? Because my dad is my neighbor and he is (laughs) Mr. Handy. Mm -hmm. And if there is something that needs done Mm -hmm. around the house, I just walk on over there and say, Mm -hmm. hey, neighbor, Mm -hmm. would you like to be neighborly? (laughs) Go to the store and get whatever we need to get. I know nothing about home improvement. Okay, so I'm like your dad around Uh, my house. If something needs to be done, Mm -hmm. I'm the one who gets to do it. And And in fairness, though, he really enjoys doing it, Casey. Like, I'm really doing him a service by not doing it myself. Uh-huh. I could do it myself, yeah. but he really enjoys doing it. Well, sure. You're a giving person. Yeah. You just want to allow him the opportunity. Enjoy- and I even let him spend his money at the store and right. all those things oh, because good. I know he really in- he really enjoys that. Good. Well, I don't necessarily enjoy it. Yeah. It's just something that needed to be done. It's been nearly a year. I've been in the place and have not had curtains on the bedroom window. Now, in your <laughs> house, been giving my neighbors a show. Well, I'm pondering for that a year now. Yeah, did you? And I'm surprised that your man at mm-hmm. some point was not like, "Hey." Well, like I mentioned, I'm the one who would be doing it. So, no, <laughs> he was very glad once the covering was up. Yeah, but he he didn't do it himself. Uh-huh. So. Yeah. So you went to the hardware store yourself. Went to went to the hardware store. Well, I mean, he was with me. And, yeah. and have you been to Menards lately and checked out the snack aisle? Okay, so you mentioned that this, is something this, incredible. You mentioned this to me that there is a a huge food selection now at Menards. Yeah, and I know you're thinking, oh sure, they got the beef jerky in one aisle. No, this is like 15, 20 aisles of food. It's incredible. I had like eight tons of cheese balls. What kind of? I was going to ask. It's all. It's got to be dry food, though, right? There's no yeah. like steaks. You can't well, they, like buy fish. They have like frozen dinners no, and stuff they like don't. that. Yeah, there's like a whole grocery store inside of Menards, but it's it's not your mainstream stuff. You can sure they've got Campbell's soup there, yeah. but the snacks are like 
little little different brands oh, that you don't see at Kroger or Walmart. Yeah, you need to be able to eat when you do home improvement projects. Yeah. Is that the theory? Is that the business model behind that? That if you are doing a home improvement project, you're you'll apt hungry. to you'll and you're apt to stay home, so you will think I need some food that I can eat here in this in this house while I'm doing this project. Either that, or you need some sustenance before you do that home improving. I mean, they're they're a mega corporation, so there uh, clearly is a business model behind it. They're not just doing it because that seems like a good idea. Well, they're my new grocery store. (laughs) Did you get your curtains up, by the way? I did. What a shame. I know. The neighbors will be disappointed. (laughs) Free show is over. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC.